Hi there and welcome to our podcast on self-help books. My name's Helen Crowder, I'm the librarian and I'd like to introduce you to Stuart Ormson. Hi Stuart. Hi Helen, uh, so my name's Stuart, I'm one of the assistant principals at the college. We're going to talk about a book called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. Um, we've both read this book a long time ago and both of us have found it really sort of transformational read. And we think about self-help just in terms of mental health and well-being, but Tell me about how you came across this book and, and what it did for you. Yeah, I, I read the book quite a few years ago. I was 21 when I read it. Yeah. Um, I've just finished my degree, just started um, doing research at the university. And I'd, I suppose like my friendship group had contracted a little bit. You know, so uh, whereas before I was always going out, quite sociable, uh, things had contracted a bit. And I mean, my life was fine, but wasn't quite where I wanted it to be, you know, at that point. Mm. I'd never read a self-help book, but it was my sister who, uh, who she just read it, and she said, have a read of this book, feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah. Um, so I thought, I'll give it a go. So it was the first and probably only self-help book I've ever read. Right, okay. What do you take away from it? What have you, ta- what have you found that, that was helpful or transformational? Well, I think just the title for me was the first thing that drew me to it. You know, the, yeah. Because at, at that point, I think... I was a little bit scared. I mean, fear sometimes is a bit too much. I'd call it more a bit anxious. Yes. You know, so yeah. I was a bit anxious about making decisions and, and perhaps getting them wrong. I think uh, I think before that, I probably hadn't had to make too many decisions. Things had just worked out for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was at a point where I think I, I wanted to change things, but was holding myself back, you know, so... Uh, I was scared of change. I was scared of like making a decision and getting it wrong. Uh, a bit anxious about taking risks, you know. But I think mainly it was about you know scared, scared of making a mistake. Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, I think that that was what drew me to the book was just the title of it. Yeah, I think in some ways you, you can. The title of the book is almost enough because it, it is an absolute. You know, it's, it's it's such a great message because, of course, what Susan Jeffers says is. The, the fear will always be there, but it doesn't stop you moving. It doesn't stop you doing things. It doesn't stop you saying what you need to say. And she also says that the key message is, you know, so much of fear and anxiety is around not being in control. And she says, well, the thing that you need to say to yourself is, yes, I am frightened of this, but I'll handle it. And that's like a theme all the way through the book, isn't it? You know, she sets up a lot of scenarios, you know, pretty dreadful life events or momentous life events, but says, feel the fear and just do it anyway. I mean, you've also you've also mentioned that there's other, when we've talked about this before, um, about decision making, what, what kinds of sort of insights have you had from the book, you know, sort of in terms of decision making? Yeah, I think what you said that said earlier, Helen, about um, knowing that the fear will always be there. I think I think it, it is always there. But one thing the book showed me was that I think it's there for yes. everyone. You know, so whereas I felt at the time as though it was only <laughs> me feeling like this, and everyone seems to uh, make decisions much more easily. It's having that understanding that that fear is there for everyone, and it's only by actually facing up to the fear and then and then doing it anyway, as the book says that you start to see that, yeah, I can handle this. You know, so, yeah, I feel that way. Yeah, I, I can do it and get through it. And I can handle whatever whatever comes up, whatever the outcome. But in, in terms of decisions, I think <laughs> Susan talks about win-win decisions. 
And I think, I think all the time before reading the book, I thought of decisions as like win-lose. You know, there was either a right or a yes, wrong decision. Yeah. And I'd agonise all the time before making a decision with all the what-ifs. You know, what if it's the wrong decision? What if I make a mistake? What if this happens? What if that happens? You know, and that would stop me from moving forward. Whereas this win-win decision is really thinking of decisions uh, there's no right or wrong. It's just a decision. Yes. Yeah. Um, you know what you get, whatever decision you make, and whichever way you go, you just get a different experience that you'll learn from. So I think that for me was the big thing. It took that importance away from making decisions. You know, because realizing that uh, that there isn't a lose scenario, even if it's it, things don't quite turn out the way that you'd want. You'll learn from it, and then you can, of course, make a, a different decision. Uh, you know, if things don't quite work out, you know, the way that you'd imagine. Yeah, I, th- I think simply because a lot of, you know, a lot of self-help books are about, you know, how do you make yourself a successful person? And actually, I think Susan Jeffers kind of redefined what success was, which was personal growth more than anything else. You know, and and taking responsibility and getting a hold of things, uh, you know, as human beings, and and the the, the power of that to be creative. And to experience things that you wouldn't have had if you'd not made that decision. You're absolutely right. There's no right. I mean, you know, I mean, there are, of course, moral decisions where there's something very right or very wrong. But actually, just in terms of your own life and your own, you know, life decisions, you know, there's lots of flexibility there. And I think that was what was transformational about that book for me, really. And and I still hold that now that... um... You know, you, you you can't get get a decision wrong. You know, when you face when when you face with a choice, yeah, you do your research and you do your homework and you you uh, you listen to people and you take advice. Um, but then once you've decided on what's the right thing to do, just go with that. You know, and it's no point looking back because you can't go back to that point that you made that decision. Um, no. So you've moved forward and things have changed. You know, life moves on. Um, so if you, if you do find out that it, it's not right for you, I think I think sometimes before reading the book, I think too much, you know, about uh, about choices, uh, mm. overthink them if you like, and try and work out what would be the the ideal and perfect scenario, you know, on making the choice. But of course, yes, yeah. not, life's not like that, is it? It's not perfect, <laughs> um, you know. And so, and so you paint a picture on how you want it to be, and it. And it Often it doesn't quite work out like that. So what I find is now, after making a decision, I stop thinking about it and just move forward and focus on that, uh, and never go back. Was one of my one of my big things uh, on reading the book. Once you've made the choice, you've made it. Commit to it, and if it's not right for you, make a new choice uh, yeah. under new new scenarios. And you're right, it, it does take the anxiety and the, the importance of that decision out of it because that's what we worry about. You know, we, we worry about, you know, we do worry about those things. And for well-being, those things can overtake us, I think. But knowing that you can make a decision and you'll live with it and you'll handle it and you'll do it is actually a really powerful message, you know, because it puts the power back in your hands, doesn't it? You know, anxiety tells us that the power is somewhere else or we're not in control or the fear but actually, actually, we are, and you can just do it with your own brain. You know, you don't need any sort of special tools or coaching or anything. You, you, you know, you can achieve that well-being for yourself in in lots of ways. And I also think, you know, Sue, Susan Jeffers didn't shy away from the fact that some genuinely awful things happen to us in life, and she said, you, you know, you, you can't necessarily stop those things happening, 
but you are in control of your own actions. You know, and I think that that's such a great message as well. You know, it, it, I think it stops you being overwhelmed by awfulness. You know, there's something that you can actually hang on to. Yeah, I think you're right. We can't control everything. We can't control what happens in the future. Uh, we can't control, you know, what happened, what happens now. But what we can control, I think, and it's what Susan Jeffers talks about, is how we react to it, you know, and how you respond uh, to things that happen. And that often can be just this this way of thinking, you know, and that, that way of thinking that there's, there's no wrong choice um, means that certainly with me I, I didn't then take decisions as seriously um you know as i used to and i, I think that does help you to take more control yeah you know because often it feels like a decision should be made by somebody else and then you'd know what to do but often you know, you don't, you don't actually you know it, it's no good being an adult and looking around the room for a more adultier adult than you are you know you, you have to sort of do that have to, have to you know that that is adult life and and that and moving into adulthood and you know and into maturity is absolutely about taking those responsibilities but it can be a joyful thing it's not necessarily you know oh you know, grit your teeth and you know sort of shoulder the burden it's not really like that you know there's some decisions that are very life affirming as she, as she in fact describes and I think you're right I think one of the the, the outcomes of reading the book was I, I started making more conscious decisions you know more conscious choices. And it's that thinking about where you want to be, you know, and then making choices to uh, to lead you there. Um, you know, it's always nice to have that goal, isn't it? You know, and, and, and work yes, towards yeah. that. But it's realising that, um, you know, that I was in control of the, the choices that I was making. Uh, you can't control what happens to you, but you can, of course, control, um, you know, the way that you think and what you choose to do. Yeah, and it, it's, it's getting get, getting a, a hold back on what it is to be human, which is that, you know, we have rational brains and emotions and we, we have to work with what we've got and, you know, and use all of the mental facilities at our disposal. It's not to say that things aren't hard sometimes, but it's to say, yes, that there's, there's something that you can control and get a hold of at some point, you know, and it does it does it does wonders for your well-being, really. I know I, I used to think a lot that things like, you know, I can't do that or or perhaps trying to do things for other people, you know, I should be doing that. Whereas I think reading the book helped me to say, no, I'm choosing to do that or choosing not to do it, you know, yes, so making yeah. conscious choices. I think it helped me to get uh, a feeling that I was in more control. I mean, I mean you, read, you read the book at a fairly pivotal sort of point in your life and I only read it much later. But it was the sort of book I thought, oh, I wish I'd written, I wish I'd read, written it. Uh, I wish I'd read this like twenty years ago. Yeah. You know, I, I think, I think it's the sort of book that that people moving into adulthood, that sort of age, twenty one, maybe a bit younger, could be reading. You know, because, because and, and also older people. But I, th- I think it's one of those books that land. You know, when when you actually need it, you know, when it actually is really matters to you. I mean, I missed the boat on it slightly, you know. So how did it help you, Helen? I, th- I think I think because I, I get very anxious. I mean, one of the sort of people who gets quite anxious about new things. Um, and one of the new things that oh, it's not new to me now, but speaking in public, delivering a class, that kind of thing. He's got very anxious about that and or developing a project. But then I thought, well, you know, that I can feel the fear. But what, what actually, what dreadful thing will happen if I mess up on this, you know, the, the, this class, or if I mess up slightly in this public presentation or public speaking? You know, not very, not 
what it made me realize was I could think differently. I wouldn't have, you know, I wouldn't catastrophize. I don't catastrophize now. I don't think, oh, God, it's, it's all going to go really wrong. I, I have a very sober assessment now of, well, if I do this right, if I practice this, then it's going to go well. Mm. You know, and it's and it has absolutely stopped me being, fr- you know, frozen with fear about getting up, you know, standing up in front of people and public speaking. It really has stopped me being frightened of it. And I will put it down to that book. And don't you find sometimes that the, the fear and worry about doing something is is almost always a lot worse than actually when you when you do uh, do it anyway. Yeah, you know, yeah. Now, you know, often the, the the fear and the worry is much much worse than than actually doing it. Well, yeah, it's like a visit to the dentist. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you think it's going to be absolutely awful, um, but then you come out thinking, well, it wasn't as bad as all that. You know, and actually, I feel better for it because because I think it allows you to experience things. You know, the book encourages you to experience things that you wouldn't have done. You know, that that were good for you. Yeah. You know, and and that that really, I think, is is why that book is so powerful. I think having that feeling as well, you, you're never going to stop feeling that fear. You know, that anxiety, that worry. But you know, at the end of the day, because the more often you do it that you, you'll handle whatever does come out, you know, whatever happens, you can handle yeah. it. So I think that was a key thing for me. Yeah, I mean, I, I would certainly recommend this book to, to just about anybody, really, um, especially the, 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 like the, the times that we're in now, you know, where actually, uh, you know, some of our decisions are a bit restricted, but we can deal with it and, you know, we can decide, well, I'm not going to watch the news quite so obsessively or I'm not going to do this because, because I need to know what I can control. Yeah, you know, so much of it right now is not that is really beyond our control, really. No, I'd, I'd recommend the book to to anyone. You know, yeah, to, yeah. I don't know if you have you read any other self help books that have helped. Yeah, um, I read a book called um, "I'm Okay, You're Okay," and and it was it was it was not like feel the fear. Um, that this was about how you relate to other people, and it it was really about the sort of conversations that you have that allow you to have good positive relationships with anybody and it was finding the adult in the other person and responding as an adult and it's great for self-esteem and self-respect because because it's a way of talking to people that requires them to respond in an adult way and if they don't respond in an adult way if they respond in an immature way or in a, a very critical way you know that's damaging you can walk away from it and it was good advice in difficult conversations because it, it what it says is focus on the issue at hand, Don't, not the emotion. Focus on the issue at hand. Have an adult conversation. And I thought, uh, and although it's a really, it's not as readable as Feel the Fear. It really isn't. But it is again a transformational book because it allows you to see relationships and conversations for what they are. You know, because we try and communicate you know, the, the substance of something we want to say, but we often load it with emotion, you know, so we're, we're frightened, we're, we're anxious with people, or we're dominating with people, you know, or we're bullying with people, or other people are bullying with us, but actually it's a way of reasserting, let's talk to each other like a pair of humans. And that that, that was very, very useful for me. It sounds good. As I said, I feel the fear and do it anyway is the only self-help book I've read, but I might give that one a go. What was the name of it again? I'm okay, you're okay. I'll give that one a read, I think. Well, th- well, thanks very much for that, Stuart. Thanks for that insight. Um, the 
if anybody wants to borrow the, this book, we've got the main version, as I'll call it, and we've also got a shortened version, which is, which is good for younger people. So if anybody wants to read it and be just as transformed as Stuart and I have been by it, then by all means, let us know. Right, thank you very much indeed, Stuart. All right. No, thanks, Helen. Thanks for listening.